Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Tuesday, July 7th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and joined by my co-host here for the Breakdown Podcast, Mr. Cole Shelton. Cole, how's it going? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. So just a crazy weekend in the world of MMA. Crazy weekend. So this was like one of the rare weekends off. So I went to Niagara Falls just for just for a night, um, Friday night, and uh, I woke up. Okay, I usually go to bed really late, like, you know, 2, 3 o'clock. And get up early just that's just the way i am right now i usually have a nap at some point in the afternoon if i can um but my schedule is that i usually go to bed late but on friday i was you know it was quiet i was with my uh, my girl and i was just like you know i'm going to bed early tonight it was great i actually got to bed a little bit before 12 o'clock on friday cole wake up eight o'clock on sun- saturday morning i got like three or four dms i think from you james marcus like all these guys were messaging me saying yo check this out i'm like damn so obviously the news that gilbert burns tested positive and of course you know john messaged me too i had john uh on the podcast on friday cole and we were talking about it he goes hey uh ong Sang trains with gilbert burns at sanford and he's like hopefully he didn't infect him right i'm like oh man imagine that that happens and maswell steps in 48 hours later burns out of the fight and masvidal steps in and fights Kamar Usman in the main event of UFC 251. Like, honestly, one of the craziest weekends, like, in the history of MMA that I can remember, covering it as a reporter. And I got to be honest, cool, it's fun. It's fun, man. Sitting around, waiting to see if this is going to happen. Like, to me, this is this is such a bigger fight. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Burns matchup. He deserves a title shot at some point. This is, like, such a big fight, Cole. It feels like a huge super fight. So, just give me your thoughts on the weekend, man. It was pretty nuts. Yeah, like, it, it was sitting by like a fire in our backyard just drinking with my parents and then i look at my phone it's like probably just after what like midnight 11 30 something like that happened i think it was probably what i think just after 11 it happened check my phone all of a sudden i see a tweet gilbert burns bar Usman didn't go on the charter plane i'm like what the hell that and if they're not on the plane like that's the first thing you think of is it's not because of injury like they would still have went there like they wouldn't have even gone to the airport so i'm like it's probably covid and then I'm like, I don't think there's going to be a fight just because it's so short notice. Do all the testing to get to Abu Dhabi. Do your 48-hour quarantine. I'm like, there's no way. So my initial thought was they'll probably just rebook Usman Burns for the August card, have DC Stipe as the main event, Usman Burns co-main event, make that a really good pay-per-view. And then you see all this word, like Mazadal's offering to step up, Covington's offering to step up. And I was starting to be like, oh, maybe we did got something here. And I was talking to a couple people on America Top Team, and they're like, Mazadal's in. Like, he is, like, it's his fight if he wants it. But then I'm like, they're probably still going to be far off on pay. And then everything just happened so fast. It was Mazadal agreed. Now he's off to Vegas. COVID test came back negative, And now we have a fight. Like, this card got 10 times better with Usman Mazadal headlining it. 100%, man. Like I said, this is like a super fight. You know, I'll be honest with Cole. Like, I was telling you, like, I think they're going to get done. And I, you said, hey, I think Volkanovski Hallway 2 is a good enough main event. I said to you, Cole, I don't think it is. I, and I didn't think it was. Like, it's an okay fight. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's all, that fight sells. This fight's going to do huge numbers to the UFC. Uh, Masvidal told Ariel that he got close to what he wanted, Cole. We don't know exactly what he's going to get paid. But I think it's fair to guess a couple million, you know, hopefully two, three million, maybe more. I mean, hopefully he gets five million, maybe 10 million. Like, I don't really know how, how good this card could do. Like, I think it does potentially break a million buys. Um, which we don't see that often, Cole, but I think it can because there's so much hype for this fight right now. Um, it's on short notice. It's the debut of Fight Island. The card's stacked, three title fights, tons of good undercard fights. Like, it's a ridiculous card. I think most hardcore MMA fans will watch this card. 
Uh, and I think that a lot of casual fans will too. Like I posted this on my Facebook because it's such a big fight. Tons of people that like are just casual MMA fans that I know message me or like, holy crap, this fight's happening. Like this is insane. Like people are really hyped up to see Masvidal fight again. And you know, Usman's not like a major star by any means, but we all know as hardcore fans how good he is. So to me, this is just an incredible fight. I can't believe this like actually happened though. Like I was just joking around on Friday, Cole. I think like I was a jinx, but I'll be honest, like as much as I want to see Burns, this was the original fight. Don't forget, Masvidal had earned this title shot. He was arguably the fighter of the year last year. Him or Adesanya, either guy makes sense for that award. But uh, with the three straight wins, Till, Askren, and then Diaz, I think he earned the shot. Burns obviously took advantage of the opportunity. It's really unfortunate he got sick. Now, as far as Burns goes, you can't even consider booking him right now until he tests negative. Like, I hopefully he does. He says he's feeling better. He did say he had a, a headache on Sunday. Now he says the headache's going away, which is great to hear. So hopefully he's recovering. But who knows? I mean... We'll see what happens. Like, he has to wait two weeks now and then get uh, quarantined and then get tested again. So I don't think at this point you can even consider booking Burns. Maybe he'll get the rematch or um, not the rematch, but the rebooking after this fight's over. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, we have to get into this fight, obviously, in this card. So, uh, yeah, UFC 251 breakdown. Uh, we'll start with that, Cole. And then I have uh, some news to talk about with you and then fight announcements. And we'll take any questions we can, comments, throw them in the chat, guys. All right, so we're going to go to UFC 251. I mean – on paper, like this is to me one of the best cards I think ever. Like this card's sick. It's incredible. The main card is one of the best we've ever seen. Uh, the undercard is stacked. Just initial thoughts on the card, Cole. Yeah, this is such a good card. That main card, like you could make a case, all five of those fights could headline a card. Like, even Paige Van Zandt, Amanda Hebus could easily headline like a fight night in Brazil or something. Just because yeah. Van Zandt's headline shows, like maybe not that one's a headliner, but the top four fights could easily headline a card. Like. Namir Sanjaj is the second fight on the pay-per-view, and that headlined a pay-per-view card last year. Like, it, it's just insane. Yeah, I was at that fight, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, that fight's going to be great, too. So, yeah, like I said, uh, we got 13 fights, I think, to talk about here. So, it's a stack card. We'll start at the bottom and work our way up. Um, let me just pull up the topology here. For some reason, Wikipedia doesn't have Grishin and Hedbura listed as an official fight yet, but I'm pretty sure that fight's official. There's yeah. a betting we're going to be breaking down that fight. Okay, so I'm going to use the topology order. We'll start with the Bantamweights here. Martin Day taking on Davy Grant. Interesting fight at 135. Martin Day right now, minus 175. Davy Grant, plus 155. Who's your pick, Cole? See, I don't really get the odds of the fight. Both of them are on a long layoff. Martin Day hasn't fought since November of 2018, where he lost a split to uh, Penguin Lee. Davy Grant hasn't fought since November of 2019. So he's fought like a year recently, but it's still somewhat of a long layoff. I honestly have to go with Davy Grant just because of the odds. I don't. I think this is more of a pick em fight. They're both on the lower level of the bandweight division. They're both around the same sales get. Davy Grant has some good wins. Like he beat Grigori Popov, who had some hype. Beat Marlon Vera. He's lost to Damon Stash, like Amanda Bermudez, and Chris Holdsworth. They're okay losses and not great. Martin Day has one fight in the UFC, and it was a loss to uh, Penguin Lee. He lost to Jamie Alvarez on the contender series, got knocked out against Nolan Hernandez, who didn't fare too well in the UFC. I don't know if he's UFC caliber. I think Grant's fought the harder competition. I think he's better all around. I think he's going to edge out a decision win. And at these odds, I just think it's all the values on Dave Grant. I really think this should be a pick-up fight. Yeah, I don't understand the odds here. Like, why is Day such a big favorite here? Minus 75. To me, it's a pick-up fight too, Cole. Uh, Day, I mean, honestly, he probably should have won that fight. If you look at the stats, he landed 100 strikes in that fight, 100 significant strikes uh, compared to 55 for Ping Wan Lu. I was looking at them yesterday, like, how did he lose? It was a close fight, split decision. So maybe the betters are kind of going by the fact that he probably should have won that fight. Um, overall, though, I mean, I feel like you're right about pretty much every point you said, Cole. 
Davey Grant's fought better competition. He's been in the UFC longer. Um, he has some good wins, man. Like Marlon Vera was a good win. He dominated that fight. Grigory Popov, it was a close fight, but he won. Uh, his losses, obviously, by submission three times. But Dave's not really like a, 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 a submission guy. I mean, he could get a submission. He does have a couple guillotines. He's more of a striker, though. So to me, it's a striker-grappler kind of fight. And at plus 155, Cole, I mean, I got to start the night off with a dog, too. Give me Davey Grant, man. I think he can grind a decision out here. Get some takedowns. Be competitive on the feet. I think Dave probably does better on the feet than him. But, uh, yeah, I feel like Grant Cole, he's proven himself. He can go three hard rounds. He's got good wrestling, good cardio. I think he grinds it out. So, to me, this is a really close fight. And I don't understand why Dave is favored so highly. Who knows? Maybe he goes out there, has a great performance, and we were wrong about this one. But I think just based on what we know about both guys right now, Davey Grant's the pick here, guys. Plus 155. All right. Next up, we got... Uh, the women's band awaits here taking uh, Vanessa Mello taking on Carol Rosa. The odds for this one have Rosa right now minus 240, Mello plus 200. Who's your pick? I have to go with Carol Rosa. I just haven't been impressed with Vanessa uh, Vanessa Mello in the UFC. She's 0 2. She obviously took that short oldest fight against Irene Aldana, and it wasn't a very close fight. Lost to Tracy Cortez. Carol Rosa is someone who's uh, just has the one UFC fight, but she got the win. She's been booked to fight Julia via four times. The UFC's really wanted to make that fight. It just they seem to can't make it happen. So maybe if both of them get a win, maybe that's the next fight. But I just think uh, Carol Rose is more well-rounded. She has knockout power. She has a lot of submission wins. I just think uh, Mello won't be able to handle her on the feet or the ground. I think wherever Rosa wants to take this fight, she's going to be the better fighter. And I honestly think she can get a stoppage win, whether it be like a ground pound TK or a submission win. Yeah, I, I do got I do got a favor Rosa as well, but. I don't know about the line here. Minus 240. She's kind of improving in the UFC. She has one fight in the UFC against Laura Procopio, who's like at the bottom of this division. So I don't know how much you can take away from that win. It was a split decision, too. Melo hasn't looked good, though. That's the thing. You have to, you're betting against Melo here, I think, uh, more than anything. The fights with Aldana and Cortez, she just wasn't too competitive. Like, she's pretty tough, I guess. Like, she's got a good chin. She can go the distance. So this fight could go the distance. But I got to go with Rosa. I just don't think the odds are really reflective of this fight because I think it's a little bit closer than the odds are saying, Cole. Um, having said that, I do think Rosa's probably going to grind it. I just, again, it's a fade on Mello, and I think that's kind of what people are going against here, and that's why the odds are shifting towards Rosa. Uh, next fight, we have the flyweights as Rally and Paiva takes on Jalgas Juma Gulov. Interesting fight here, and we have Paiva right now, minus 175, and Juma Gulov, plus 155. Who's your pick, Cole? Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Zuma Gulov just from a lot of people. So I'm really excited to see him get his UFC debut. He has some good wins. Beat Tyson Ammon, Fight Nights Global. Beat Ali uh, Pakatunov, which obviously isn't that good win anymore, but it's still a good name to have on your record. Like, he was a guy that had a lot of hype and was very good at the Flyweight Challenge for a long time. Julian Paiva, I, I have to go with Paiva, although, again, I don't really love the odds. I think this should be a closer fight. Like, I think it should always be like Paiva at like minus 120, minus 130. He obviously has the UFC experience, got a big knock win over Mark De La Rosa. He probably saved his job. Before that, had the loss to uh, Ruggiero Bonturo by uh, Dr. Savage the cut, but he had some success now fight before the cut. And then the Kai Kara France fight, I think you can make the argument Paiva should have won that fight. It was just obviously in Australia, and they gave the nod to uh, the local guy. But I just think on the feet, Paiva's probably a bit better. On the ground, he has some submission wins, so it's going to be interesting to see how Zuma Gulov does in his UFC uh debut when he wins it's by decision so he can go three hard rounds i just favor the ufc experience and pie on the feet to get the job done by decision yeah this fight's really close to you i'm with you man the odds don't make sense either like why is pipe's favorite so highly i know he's coming off a good win over de la rosa but 
Della Rosa is a guy who's on the verge of not even being in the UFC. So it's looks good on paper with the knockout, but I just don't know. Like that was almost a fight that saved his job. Uh, the Victoria fight, like you said, the doctor stoppage, and then Kara France split decision loss, but a close fight. Um, Zuma Gulov, man, I feel like he actually has like better wins though. Bakutinov and Nam are great wins in my opinion. Uh, Bakutinov was a former title contender in the UFC. He's a, a guy that is a pretty damn good flyweight, so I think that's a really good win. Um, the problem I have with this guy is he's so small; like he's five foot four. Pavis five foot eight. So that scares me a bit. Um, I don't. I don't think the reach was listed, but I'm assuming probably has a longer reach too. But you know what, Cole? Like there are going to be some underdogs that win this card, and Paiva is a guy who obviously has some advantages in this fight. He's 24. Uh, Zuma Gulov's 31, so that's another advantage. It, it's scary going against him here, but I just think based on the odds, like I'm going to take a shot in the dark here on the dog. I'm going to take uh, Zuma Gulov. I think an edge on a decision. I think he didn't go three hard rounds here and win a decision. It's not a confident pick, guys, by any means. Yeah, this is like yeah. I expect this fight to go the distance. I wouldn't bet on either guy. Like I don't even think I'd want to lay the money on yeah. Zuma Gulov just because it's so close. Like yeah. you would easily be looking at like all three rounds where it's like everyone on Twitter, like I don't really know who won that round. So it's a close fight. Uh, on paper it is. I mean, we'll see how it plays on the cage. It could be a one-sided yeah. fight for Paiva or potentially a one-sided fight for Zuma Gulov. Um, I really have no idea. So we'll see what happens with this fight. Um, but I'm going to take Zuma Gulov. I'll take the dog. Uh, next up, we'll go to the headweight division as Marcin Tibera takes on Maxine Grishin. And right now, this is a short notice fight, by the way. Uh, Grishin filled in on short notice for, who was it? It's uh, Romanov, Alexander Romanov. So he's taking the final one week's notice, or two weeks notice, I should say. Um, right now, the odds have Grishin as a slight favorite, actually, minus 115. Tabura, minus 105. Who's your pick, Cole? Yeah, I have to go with Maxine Grisham. And when I was looking at this line, he was the underdog. And I really wish he would have saved the underdog. I think that's where he has value here. I just, this is more of a fade on Marcin Tabura. He's just so inconsistent. His last win, Sergei Spivek, who I don't really think is UFC caliber. Then knock a loss to Augusto Sakai, Shmiel Abdurahimov. Knock out against Derek Lewis. Like, he has a good, like, he beat Andre Olovsky, Stefan Struve. Like, he has some good wins in UFC. I just think Maxine Grisham, if he can touch Tabura's chain, I think he can put him away. And on the ground, too, in PFL, he has some submission wins. Like In the PFL, he had some success, too. He, like a win over Jordan Johnson. He's obviously a natural light heavyweight, which I think the size might be a factor in this one, where he won't be able to get down to the ground. But I think on the feet, I think he's going to be faster. He'll be able to avoid Tybura's power shots. I think he's going to be able to connect and really uh, drop Tybura and maybe finish with ground pound. I think Christian wins this fight by knockout probably first or second round. Yeah, I like Christian, too, man. Uh, we don't need props right now. Probably does get the knockout. He'll win the decision too. But he's been to a lot of decisions in PFL too. So either way, I think he, this guy wins this fight. Um, I love the experience, and he's got almost forty fights. He's been around a long time. This guy has some really good wins on his resume. I mean, he has a win over Alexander Volkov by submission in M one. That's a huge win. That was ten years ago. Having, but you know, having said that, he's still doing well. Ten years later, he's uh, unbeaten over his last nine fights. Uh, a couple of draws in there in PFL with the way they do their scoring. Uh, but overall, I mean, the guy's been pretty damn impressive. Obviously, he's a heavyweight. He's been knocked out a few times. He could get finished here. Tabura does have some power, but Tabura is a guy that, cool, I've been pretty disappointed with this guy in the UFC. I don't know. I feel like he's, I thought he had a lot more potential than what he's shown. Um, you know, to be fair to him, he's mostly lost to like upper echelon guys, but he does have some losses. I think that he'd like to have back in this, uh, run he's on. So, uh, this is a guy that I feel like is almost a gatekeeper to the bottom of the division. Uh, so yeah, I think Grisham. Probably wins this fight by Nako too, Cole. Obviously, he took on one week's notice, so we'll see how the cardio holds up, man. Who knows if this guy was training? I mean, the fight could go past one round. He might gas out. And Tabura, at that point, he just wrestle him. 
But I think based on what we've seen, you had a fake tip earlier here and go with Grishin uh, to get the finish. So that's my pick here, Maxim Grishin. And, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with that one. All right, next fight is – well, one sec. I think I just – oh, here it is. Sorry. Uh, this is an interesting fight. Uh, lightweight division, Leonardo Santos against Roman Bogatov. Really interesting uh, fight. Right now we have Leonardo Santos minus 175. Bogatov plus 155. Cole, give me your pick. Yeah, this is a fight where I think Leonardo Santos could have easily been a top five lightweight if he just fought. He's already four years old. I think he's not going to make a run. I think he's just going to be in these fights where don't really have much meaning in the division. But he's a guy, like, look at his record. He returned after three years and got a huge knockout over Stevie Ray. And Stevie Ray is a durable guy. Like, he takes shots. Like, he's hard to put away. And if you look down his thing, like, he knocked out Kevin Lee to his second loss. And after that loss, for me, he went on that massive run and then fought Tony Ferguson for the interim belt. So that was like a really good win because Lee, after that one, just was beating everybody. Has a submission over Anthony Rockamart. Like, he has some good wins. He just doesn't fight. Bogotov's obviously undefeated. UFC debut, he's a guy that fought in M1 in Russia. I just don't know if he's on the level of Leonardo Santos. He obviously has a lot of submission wins, but I think Santos' ground game is probably equal to that. So I think if he has to stay on the feet, and on the feet, Santos is a better striker, has more power. He might be able to connect and knock him out, but I think Santos is going to win this fight, whether it's by stoppage or decision. This is this is another tough fight to call, I think. This whole card, man, there's some really like close fights. This one's tough. Just because Santos is so old, he's 40 years old. Like He's one of the oldest fighters in the division. He might be the oldest fighter right now. I don't know. He's got to be up there, though. Um, but, he, man, he's looking in the UFC. You know, overall, it's a very underrated guy. Uh, look at his record. Well, 6-0-1. So, this is a guy who's dominating the UFC. He has, like you said, that win over Kevin Lee. That was five years ago, though. That was five years ago. And it feels like he never capitalized on that knockout win over Lee, Cole. Like, at the time, Lee was kind of a rising guy. And, obviously, he's a lot better now. But that was a huge win for him. And it seems like almost like he stepped down competition. Adrian Martins is a decent fighter. He's not even in the UFC anymore. And then Stevie Ray is a guy who's in the bubble of the UFC. So yeah, he's got some good wins, but man, that, that signature win was five years ago. That's what scares you about him here, man. Cause I know obviously he trains at Open. Yeah. He's training with Jose Aldo. So he's getting a good camp in. Uh, there's a lot to like about Leonardo Santos. He's a big guy for this division, long reach. And like, he's, like I said, like he hasn't lost it in like 10 years. I don't think it's been a long time. Right. So um, he's good, man. And he's underrated, but, I don't know. Like, I feel like you got to fade him kind of because of his age. And Bogotov's 29, so he's a lot younger. 10 and 0, perfect run. Um, the guys look good in M1, really dominant this wrestling. Again, you know, like you said, the, the submission game, I think if anything, you probably give it to Santos, but I don't know if he'll come to play. I think this guy can just kind of grind the fight out. I don't know if it's going to be exciting, but I think he can grind the fight out. So, I, I have, again, it's a close fight. Go either way, I might be wrong, but I think you got to fade the 40 year old here, and I want to take the dog Bogotov. All right, Cole. Uh, let's talk about the next one. I've got to run downstairs for a second here. Yeah. Uh, the next fight is Macklin Amber County against Danny Henry at 145. Macklin Amber County minus 210, Danny Henry plus 175. Break it down. Uh, good fight. I always love Macklin Amber County. I am a, he is just a funny guy. He's a guy that I like to watch. He's obviously Mr. Fan. And look, his topology picture has all the girls around him. He's a, he's a character for sure. SPG Ireland guy. He uh, will have John Calvin in his corner. Obviously, everyone knows how good he is on the ground. Coming off that loss to Shane Burgos, where he got knocked out, but Amir Khan had success in that fight. He uh, he hit Burgos with a couple of good shots early on in the fight, and he just kind of gassed out. It was his American debut. He said a lot of stuff about the flight and stuff, so I don't know how true that is. Danny Henry's a guy that he hasn't fought since uh, March of 2019 when he got submitted by Dan Ige, and that kind of worries me. Like He has some submission wins. Hakeem Duato, he beat in 39 seconds. Uh, so he's 1-1 the UFC, but 
it's just a fight where if Danny Henry's getting submitted by Danny Ige, I think Mac on Amir Khani can get down to the ground and submit him. I think Amir Khani is better on the ground than Danny Ige. Danny is obviously the better all-around fighter, but I think Amir Khani can get this fight down to the ground and submit Danny Henry. But again, I'm saying this on the card. I don't really love the odds. Like Mac on Amir Khani at minus 210, I don't think there's value on him anymore. So if you're going to bet this fight, maybe you go uh, look for a prop of inside the distance or Mac on Amir Khani by submission because... I think he finishes his fight. I think he probably does so by submission. Yeah, sorry. The mailman was actually at the door. I should have <laughs> probably went down earlier. Uh, as far as this fight goes, though, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty tough one, too, I think. It's pretty close. Henry's looked pretty good in the UFC, Cole. He's got that win over Dewada. It was a great win. Obviously, he beat Tamer as well. Um, but the Ige loss was quick. And I think with the submission ability of Amarconi, that's my lean here. But, again, I don't, I don't love the odds. Um, right now, you have, obviously – Amicardi is more than a 2-1 favorite. Uh, he only opened at minus 155, so all the early money is coming out on him. At this point, I think Henry potentially has some value, Cole, to be honest with you. Um, I think he could win the fight, too. So, got to make a pick here. I'm going to take Amicardi, but it's not a confident pick, and I can definitely see the dog winning this fight as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, Cole. Are, are you confident in Amicardi in this one? or? Uh, not really, but I just think if you're going to bet this fight, I think you look for inside the distance because I think whoever yeah. wins this fight is going to win by stoppage. Yeah, I think, Cole, you're probably right about that. Actually, that's a better bet, if anything, minus 175. I think you're right. I don't see Amarconi really going the distance either. Like, his cardio is not that great. All right, the next fight is uh, another interesting one here, Cole. Uh, we have a welterweight belt between Eliza Zaleski, DeSantos, and Muslim Salikov. Man, this fight, this could be fight of the night. This is uh, my sleeper pick of fight of the night. Because I think these guys are going to stand and trade. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Right now we have, um, where is he? Zaleski, or Muslim Salikov actually is a slight favorite here. Minus 130. DeSantos, plus 110. So close odds, close fight. Give me your pick. I'm going to go with the underdog, Nalesi, Eliza Zaleski DeSantos. He's the guy that had a lot of hype behind him. Curtis Milnerwin was massive. And then obviously that Ling Jiang fight, it didn't go his way. He fought in China, got knocked out late. And then fought a really smart fight against Alexei Kinchenko to beat him. Muslim Salikov, we obviously know how... Uh, powerfully is that knocking over Nordin Taleb was insane, knocking over Ricky Rainey. His last fight beat Lorian Staropoli by decision, which is a good win. I just think less, uh, the last fight for Zaleski Dos Santos really proved that he can be kind of that point fighter and just stick and move and beat Salikov that way. I think if he avoids the power, which I think he can in the first round, I think this is Zaleski's fight to lose. I think he can use his wrestling. I think he's probably the better grappler than Zalikov. So I think that might be a path to victory, but I just think it's going to stay on the feed. So Leslie Santos will just use kicks, be able to move out of the shots, and just kind of point fights Alcov and get a decision win. Yeah, like I said, I think this fight's going to be really good. Both guys are pretty underrated. The Santos, he, he did have that loss to Jingling that kind of halted his run, but this is a guy who had won seven in a row before that. Overall, in the UFC, he's 8-2, and two, so great record. Solid fighter, man. Good striking, and we saw in the Millinder fight, he's got uh, the submission game as well, so... This is a guy who's very dangerous. Um, the loss to Jing Liang, notwithstanding, this guy's look great in the UFC, man. He's got some really flashy wins, too. I like him, dude. I like him a lot. But I also like Salikov, man. That um, win over Lorian Staropoli, that to me is a quality win. That guy, I saw him fight, I think it was Tiago Alvarez in Brazil, and he looked uh, really good in that fight. That was the fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, 237. Yeah. The, man, he looked good in that fight. So to me, that's actually a really good win because I'm pretty high on Staropoli. Um, he obviously had the knock wins over Rainey and Taleb. The loss to Garcia worries me still because the cardio definitely did not look good past the first round. But I think the last fight proved that this guy has improved his game. He's improved his cardio. This is a really good athlete, Cole. He is an older guy. He's 36. But DeSantos, 
uh, is not uh, certainly not young either. He's 33. So two of the older guys in this division, but or middle-aged guys, I should say. Salikov definitely getting up there, but I think he'd have a good performance here. I mean, it's going to be a close fight. Again, not a confident pick by any means, and I know I've said that a few times tonight, but this is just a tough card, man. There's a lot of really close fights that I think the odds are close for a reason, and some that I think should be closer. This fight, right now, you have Salikov as a slight favorite. That's my lean too, Cole. I think he can win the striking battle and win the decision here, but it's not confident, guys. This is a close fight. Really hard to see what's going to happen to you. Like, there could be a knockout either way, Cole. Or it could go the distance too. I'm I'm not even sure how it's going to end. Got a couple of comments here. Dana Black, what's going on, man? What's up, gentlemen? I'm late, but still in a phone con meeting. No worries. Glad to have you. Turn it up, and make Cole and Adam. Always a pleasure listening to your breakdowns. Thanks, buddy. Glad to have you as well. Um, all right, let's get to the last prelim. Uh, this man, this fight is crazy. Like this might be the best fight in the card, but no one's talking about it just because this card's so ridiculous. It is such a good fight, though. We have Volka Uzmir taking on Yuri Prochaska, former Rising champ. Love this fight, and I think the winner, whoever wins this fight, will probably be in the running for performance of the night. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a knockout in this fight. Cool. I don't, I don't see it going the distance. Right now, we have Bokan Uzdemir minus 160, Yuri Brzezka plus 140. Who's your pick, Cole? That is such a good fight. I talked to Vulcan Uzdemir. He wasn't actually doing much media, which I don't know why, because this is a pretty big fight for him. And he was saying, win this one, steal that high event Brzezka, and he thinks he's one fight away, one or two wins away from a title shot. Which I don't. Really, I think that is true. He's they been on a three-fight winning streak. He said after this he wants Tiago Santos or he wants that Dominic Reyes rematch. He's still kind of mad about that Reyes rematch, that fight because he thinks he should have won that fight. But this one, I think you have to favor Volkan Uzumi here. I just think he, he's the more powerful guy. And it's just more, look who your Bujak is beating. Like, C.B. Dalloway, Fabio Maldonado, King Molois, Brandon Halsey. Like, it's just not on the level of who Volkan Uzumi has been fighting. Of Like, Alexander Rakic, Dominic Reyes, Anthony Smith. Daniel Cormier, Jimmy Manuel, uh, Misha Serkinov, OSP. Like the level of competition, I think is miles different. Oz, this is Pujaka's UFC debut, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does win the octagon. Volkan Uzdemir, he only needs one punch to connect. I think this fight's going to end in the first round. I think Volkan Uzdemir is going to connect on Pujaka, knock him out. This fight's going to be sick. I love this fight, but uh, I'm with you, man. I got to go with Volkan Uzdemir because to me, it's a level of competition, and I'm really impressed by Pujaska. This is a tough debut. I mean, but if he wins this fight, though, there's a lot of risk with a lot of reward, Cole, because if he wins this fight, you basically have a new guy for John Jones to fight. So this is a huge fight for this guy. And he could pull off the upset because we certainly have seen him knock people out. And he's looked amazing the last few years. Um, but having said that, like, you just look at the level of competition. And since the moment Volkan Uzdemir got into the UFC ball, he's been fighting straight up killers. The first fight he took against OSP was like on short notice. And that was like after OSP had fought John Jones. So he was one of the top guys in the division. He won that fight. He beat Misha Serkinov, knocked him in an upset. Knocked out Jamie Mann and won another upset. Lost to DC. No problem with that. Uh, he lost to Anthony Smith. That's probably a fight he would like to have back. But it was a really uh, interesting fight. And it went late. He gassed out. It happens. The Reyes fight, a lot of people thought he won. You know? So that this is a guy who's been competitive with the top guys in the last two fights. Beats Rakic and Latifi. The Rackage fight could have went either way, but still, he got the win there. So, this is a guy who's been fighting an elite-level competition. Like you said, Cole Projaska. He's There's still good guys, like, for outside the UFC. you got, like, Maldonado, King Mo, C.B. Dalloway, Brian Halsey. Like, those are quality guys that aren't in the UFC. But, to me, like, it's just a huge step up to fight Uzdemir, who I think is one of the best guys in this division. Like, Uzdemir is a really powerful dude. We've seen him knock a lot of people out, but he's a smart fighter, too, and he can win decisions. So, 
this is a tough guy to, to fight in your debut, man. Really tough fight for both guys, but I got to go with Uzdemir. I, I think the experience in the UFC is going to help him here. I believe he does get the knockout here. Prochaska has been finished uh, against King Mo, and he also lost to Abdul Kareem uh, Adlov, who I think was supposed to fight in the UFC years ago, never he did. And uh, yeah, I don't know about the Vlikovic loss. It doesn't say here. Who knows how that ended? But yeah, the Mo, a King Mo fight, I remember that a few years ago. It, you know, to be fair, it was the second time he fought in the same night. So he was probably really tired. But, uh, you know, that does show that me that Usamir can catch him. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, I like Usamir here to win this fight. And I know that uh, Marcus, who's always on, in the chat, he messaged me and said he likes Usamir too. So that's, uh, that's good to know. All right, let's go to the main card here, Cole. Oh, man, this main card is so good. Uh, first fight of the night on the main card. Again, we have talked about the odds with you many times on this podcast. Uh, right now, we have Amanda Rebus minus nine hundred. Exactly, she's actually as high as minus nine twenty-five at some books. So she's a huge favorite here. Paige Vanzant plus six hundred. Uh, give me your thoughts on this fight. Cole. The odds are certainly lopsided in Rebus's favor. Uh, the only way to bet this fight is taking stab at Paige Vanzant. These these odds, I don't know why. Like Amanda Rebus is good, but Paige Vanzant, like. I think people just don't like it for some reason now, and like they overlook it. Like she's very good on the ground. Like she could easily submit Amanda Hebas. Like she can, she has she's fought the better competition. She's fought Rose Namajunas, Michelle Waterson. Like Amanda Hebas is her biggest win is Mackenzie Dern. She looked good in that fight, but she's lost before too. She got knocked out against Pollyanna Viana, who I don't think is that good. This fight, there's no way you can lay what is it minus almost nine minus nine hundred on Amanda Hebas. Like. I think if you're going to bet this fight, you got to look for a prop. Like, uh, Hebus wins inside the distance plus 100, or Hebus wins by decision is plus 110. You get plus money on that. You kind of got to figure out wh- if you think Hebus is going to win, you got to let figure out do you think it's by decision or do you think it's by salvage? I think it's probably by decision. I think Van Zandt's durable enough where Hebus won't be able to knock her out. I think Van Zandt will keep it standing. I think it's just going to be a point fight where he just does enough to get the decision to win, but there's absolutely no way you can lay the chalk of minus 900 on a man to Yeah, that's it's it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. Obviously, people don't like Pedro Zant. They don't think she's a real UFC fighter, but she is. Like She has wins in the UFC. She's fought in the UFC for, like I think, six years now. So I feel like she's being extremely underrated coming into this fight. She looks like she's in an amazing shape for this fight. Like She's been training hard. It's a honestly, I think it's more people being high on Rebus. Like she's looked great. Like obviously, the win over Dern Cole was a really dominant win. Then Random Marcos, but like I don't think she was minus nine hundred against Random Marcos. And what was the difference between that fight and the Dern fight that we thought that we saw more from her? You know, I don't, I just don't think the odds are reflective of this fight. I think it's a closer fight. It's a women's uh, flyweight fight. Like a lot of upsets happen in the women's divisions. A lot of like big upsets, cool. Like Macy Barber, Roxanne Montefiore. Montefiore when she fought Shevchenko, like we've seen a lot of like bigger upsets in this division. So I feel like the odds are not reflective of this fight. I think it's more competitive. I got to slide with Revis here just because she has been so dominant, man. I've been impressed. So I got to go with her, but there's no way you can lay minus 900 on her. I don't think it's worth it. Even in a parlay, like I'm just going to throw like a few fires together because I know a lot of people like to do that. I don't think I'd put her in there. I just feel like it's kind of risky. This whole card, actually, like I said, a lot of favorites that I think could win, could lose. She probably wins the fight, Cole. You know, it's probably going to get the job done here, but I just think the odds are just crazy. I wouldn't touch it, personally. Um, having said that, you know, it's tempting to take Pedro Zant, but I think I'd rather save my money. Like, I don't think I'm going to lay a bet on her. Having said that, I don't think it's the worst dog bet in the world, just because... She's plus six hundred, so like that's that's pretty good odds for someone who again has UFC experience. And who knows? It's an MMA fight, Cole. Things happen in MMA fights. Like 
cuts, injuries, like who knows, you know? So that's why you got to be careful laying juice on these huge favorites. Like, cause MMA has a lot of ways for a fight to end and she could be dominating the fight and something could happen. Like who knows, right? It's just not a fight you want to do, uh, risk your money on. Now, having said that, the one thing I was looking at was the props where you're talking, like my math's not great, but if you did bet Rebus inside the distance and Rebus by decision, you'd get your money back either way, right? So you would just get a, a, almost a free shot at her by, by decision, like without costing anything. It's almost like a free roll. It's only, you know, plus whatever it is, 10 cents. So it's a cent actually, but I'm just saying if you want to do it that way or something. I don't know. I'm just staying away from this fight, Cole, personally. I just think the odds are crazy. All right, next up, we have a really interesting rematch between Jessica Andrade and Rose Nam and Eunice. Man, I was at the first fight last year in Brazil, and Namius definitely was doing pretty well early on, but Andrade showed the strength and power, knocking over the slam. That was a crazy knock on cold. Like, the fans went nuts. And it was super cool. The next morning, I was in the hotel checking out, and she was also in line in front of me. So I got to see, like, Andrade maybe, like, six hours after the fight because we left pretty early, I guess. So it was pretty cool seeing her uh, at the hotel cold. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, uh, you definitely remember, you know, it was really, really awesome. And the fans loved her, man. She was getting mobbed there. But anyways, um, as far as this fight goes, the rematch definitely could be a different fight. We'll see what happens. But right now the odds, again, kind of weird odds to me. Roseanne Munoz minus 210. Jessica Andrade 175. Um, I don't know about these odds, Cole. What do you think, man? Yeah, I don't love these odds either. I don't know why. Like, Roseanne Munoz was having success, but I think people – overthink it everyone was like the way people are talking about this fight i think everyone thinks like jessica and Jones have absolutely nothing rose nom units was just piecing her up just doing this like and George couldn't land a thing and George landed shots it was pretty even but nom units was obviously ahead on the scorecard she was winning until she got slammed that slam could easily happen again jessica and is the stronger fighter than rose nom units rose nom units i think she's probably going to learn she's not just going to keep going for that arm bar she's probably just going to let and take her down if it gets to that point again but I think I have to favor Nam Yunus. I just think she's the better overall fighter. I think she's on the feet. She can piece up and draw, get a decision to win. But at these odds, I really don't love them. Like, I think this is a much closer fight. Like, Andrade won the first fight for a reason. She could ease pull off another upset. Like, this should be, like, minus 150, minus 145. Like, this is a close fight. I wouldn't be surprised if Andrade won. I just have to favor Nam Yunus, but I wouldn't bet Nam Yunus at this price. I don't understand why she's even favored. I think Andrade should be the favorite in this fight. There's there's value on Andrade. She could lose the fight. Namajus is a great fighter. I wouldn't be surprised if Andrade lost, but based on pure value here, like she won the first fight in dominant fashion. She's only fought once against Liu uh, Jang after that. Rose hasn't even fought since that fight. She's dealt with a lot of like personal issues as well. I don't have no idea how she's going to even perform in this fight, man. Like she's she's a great fighter, man, but she's dealt with a lot of personal issues, and we have no idea how it's going to uh, react to her in the cage. Andrade has been great in the UFC. She is super impressive. She, like I said, she already beat Nami Yunus. She has wins over you know, Gadella, Torres, Calderwood, Penny, Kovacavich. Uh, like, yeah, some of those fighters aren't great anymore, but, you know, other wins like Pennington. Like, she has really good wins, man. Uh, she's been dominant in the UFC, and since she moved uh, down to 115, she's been un- incredible. Like, a lot of her losses are, like, 135 and stuff, you know? So this is a really strong fighter at 115. Like, she's the strongest fighter in this division. Like I said, she lost to Zhang. She lost to Yohanna. No shame in those losses, Cole. Other than that, she's been super dominant in her fights, man. The Angela Hill fight, she was super dominant in that fight. Look at Hill now. You know, Gadea dominant in that fight too. Again, she's not at the top of her game anymore, but still, it was a great win. And like I said, she won the first fight. Like, I know Namus was doing pretty good in that fight. I got that. She's a really good fighter. She's great. She's also 8-4. and four. She's lost four times. Like, she's not unbeatable. I don't know. People are, like, kind of, I think – 
giving a different opinion of that fight than what it, what really happened. It, she was winning, but it was close, and then she got knocked out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Naomi Yunus could win. She is a really good fighter. Don't get me wrong. She might just win a decision, might win by knockout, who knows. But based on value, are you kidding me? Andrade, the fighter who won the fight last year, and the other fighter hasn't even fought since then. Plus, yeah, it's not even like this fight was like three, four years ago when they've completely changed. It was, yeah, like what, 14, 15 months ago, 16, 15 months ago, I think. My math's right, 16, something like that. Like, it wasn't a long time ago. 14. <laughs> yeah. Well, your math was, was close, Cole. But yeah, I know I'm with you. Like, and she hasn't fought since then, you know. And again, she's dealt with, I think, some family members passed away from COVID 19. She pulled out of that fight. Um, she had a lot of mental, uh, um, issues after the McGregor bus incident, she's talked about that openly. Like, I feel bad for her. Like, you know, she's a really great person and a great fighter, but like, unfortunately, um, I think those things could potentially come into play in this fight, Cole. You know, who knows? So we'll see what happens. I just think, again, plus 175 on the dog who won the fight in a dominant fashion last year. I got to go with Andrade here. All right. Three title fights. Let's start with the first one here. Peter Yan against Jose Aldo for the Vacant UFC bandweight title. I mean, this fight, this could be fight of the night for sure. This is a great fight. Love this matchup. Peter Yan, minus 220. Jose Aldo, plus 180. Give me your pick. I like Peter Yan in this fight. I think I might be one of the minority. I thought Jose Aldo lost his last fight. I thought Marais edged it out. It was a close fight. Aldo surprised me. He looked good. But uh, I don't know. I, I think a big concern or not a lot of people talking about is, does Jose Aldo make 135? He made 136 for the Marais fight. He has to cut an extra pound. A lot of times when you, people are moving down and wait, the second cut is harder than the first one. We saw with Anthony Pettis made against Charles Oliveira, then missed against Max Holloway. Like, I don't know why people are talking about it. Like, I think if anyone's going to miss at least tight of fights, it's going to be Jose Aldo. But again, minus 220, I think that's kind of where it is. Should be minus 200 around there. I think if it gets past minus 225, I don't think the value's on Pierre yet anymore. Like, just looking at some props like uh, fight ends inside the distance. I think that one uh, fight doesn't go to decision minus one fifty. I don't think this fight goes five rounds. I don't think it probably even enters the championship rounds. I think Aldo or Yan's going to end this fight second or third round. So I think that's how you look at it. If you like Peter Yan, maybe you do uh, Yan inside the distance is plus one hundred five. So then you get plus money on Peter Yan. Like I think that's kind of how you have to go about this fight because I think the odds have gone a bit too high, but. I like Peter Yan to win this fight and by knockout probably in the third, fourth round. The probably actually third round, I think. Yeah, like if you look at the odds, at like minus two twenty, like I'd much rather bet on Peter Yan than Rose Namunas. You know, yeah, it, it's like and it's a similar line. Obviously, I, I'd much rather bet on him than Carol Rosa too. Like I just think he's going to win this fight. I've been su this guy's impressive, man. He's great. Um, we've seen him just stomp the competition in the UFC. The last fight with Faber, I was at that fight, Cole, and man, he looked amazing in that fight. I know Faber's 40 years old, I get that, but... Like Faber's coming off the win over Ricky Simone. Yeah, by knockout, too. Knocked him on the first round, so that was a really nice win for him, and it's not like he was just coming out of retirement. It, it, had, it, had that been the first fight back, yeah, that's a, something I would have been like, okay, you know, but he's an old fighter, but he had that win, so to me, that was a quality win, and then obviously, he beat Jimmy Rivera. That was a competitive fight, but he did get the job done. Uh, the John Dodson fight, he looked good in that fight, and then how about this fight? Douglas Silva and George, that's a good fight. Um, and he's got obviously some a bunch of wins in in Russia. Like this Magomed Magomedov guy is like one of the best prospects there in Russia. He beat him in the rematch. They fought twice. That's the only loss of his career. The first fight he lost by split decision. Other than that, this guy's been unbeatable. Nine straight wins, Cole six in a row. 
The guy's striking is ridiculous. He's got tons of knockout power for this division. Good wrestling, good cardio. 27 years old. He's on he's in the prime of his career, man. So I love everything about Peter Yan in this fight. Jose Aldo is a legend. He'll go in the Hall of Fame for sure one day. Somehow he's only 33. Like oh, I'm crazy. I'm 31. I'm turning 32. He's like a year older than me. Like it's crazy. And I've been watching. He's a guy that you see him as would be like 38 or 39. Like you think he's probably only got like one fight. He's so old in fight years. So I've been watching this guy since I was a teenager. So it's insane that he's like just barely older than me. But the guy's an absolute legend. And you know, I love Jose Aldo and again, Cole, like Hall of Famer through and through. But this is not the same guy that was a dominant champion at 145 for many years. Like this is a guy that loses a lot of fights now, unfortunately. This happens to a lot of fighters when they get up there at age, and it happens to the best of them, Cole. Anderson Silva. Um, you know, it's rare for a guy like GSP to walk away before he starts losing all those fights. Most of these guys stick around too long. I think Jose Aldo could beat most guys at 135 and 145. I don't think he beats Peter Yan. I think Peter Yan is the best fighter in this division right now. I think he's going to prove it in this fight. Um, Jose Aldo is a legend again, but to me, uh, just hasn't been that impressive the last few years. Uh, obviously, you'd have the win over Mokano and Stevens. Good win, so don't get me wrong. But the Volkanovski fight, he just kind of got bullied in that fight and got outstruck by a guy that he would have outstruck a few years ago. Then Marai's fight was close. I thought he won the fight. I was at the fight. I thought he won the fight cold, but it was super close. It wasn't like a super impressive performance, but it was a good, I think, debut to at least see if he can make that cut. So that was good to know. That at least we know he can make 135, right? Or I think he made 136, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, right? Like, if this fight goes past, like you said, three rounds or two rounds, he's going to gas out, right? Like, it's going to be a tough wake-up for him. This is a guy who struggled a little bit at 145 times. And then you're talking the Abdavi Heat, which a lot of people at UFC 242 yeah. were already saying, oh, yeah, gassed cool. me out. Like, it tired me out so much. So Yeah, and I, I didn't even get into the fights with, like, Holloway where he got knocked out in both the fights, uh, the McGregor fight. So, like, this is a guy who's taking a lot of damage, been a lot of worse. He can still have the odd good performance for sure, and he does have knockout power. And, and who knows? I mean – to, to be fair, like this is arguably a step up for Yan as well. I mean, Aldo is a former champion. I think it probably is the best fighter he's ever fought in the UFC when you think about it, right? So this is a it's a great fight. I love the fight. I know that Aldo's coming off the losses, so he probably shouldn't get a title shot, but it's a great fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And Aldo, you know, we got turned up in MMA saying he thinks that Aldo is a live dog at plus 200, potentially. But I, I for me, this is it's a fade on Aldo Cole, but it's me being super high on Pierre Yan. You know, you just there's some guys that you think are just special. I love this guy. I think Peter Yan wins the title, man. I think he's gonna win the title, become the champion, and then probably fight Alvin Sterling in his next fight. I'm gonna get some comments before we get to the next fight here. Marcus says, I agree with favoring Rebus, but the dog money is on page, it's tempting. I know you watch James's interviews with uh was it Paige's husband? So I mean it sounds like she had a good camp and she's in good shape. Like who knows, Cole? I mean the odds are nuts for that fight. Adrian Kapoor, I'm not sure if Trevor Whitman's in Rose's corner for this fight. She left Colorado for a camp. You know where she's training, Cole. She was out in uh, Minnesota, her and Pat Berry. But I assume Whitman. Whitman's there for Usman, so I assume he's going to be in Rose's corner. Yeah, I mean, but, okay, that's one thing we got to talk about, though, quickly. There could be changes during this week. I mean, not all these fights are going to make it through. Yeah. I think you'll see probably one of these fights get canceled. It's unfortunate, but I, I feel like it's going to happen. Someone will test positive in someone's corner or something. I mean, I hope not. It, it makes you wonder how they would get there because, you know, it's a bubble and they have to pass all those tests. But... We've seen a lot of positive tests the last few days. I think we'll probably see another one here. We'll see what happens. Um, Kapoor says that he thought that Marlon won that first fight. Yeah, it was close. Marlon's a guy that, by the way, he doesn't get any. He's getting screwed. He is. He is. We'll talk about him in a little, in a little bit. Uh, cool. Let's get through the last two fights. Um, Kapoor says that her Sterling's to fighting to Abu Dhabi's title backup. Um, he tweeted this morning that he's not. So We'll see what happens. That's a live 
thing. Like it could happen. This might change in an hour or something. Who knows? Um, and then we got Adrian saying, Peter Yang will finish Jose. I don't feel as a legitimate title contender. Two champ was the winner against Sterling. Well, we'll see. I mean, if you fight Sterling and beats him, like how could you say he's not the real champ, right? But yeah, I mean, although obviously, almost getting a title fight because he's a huge name in the sport. He's a legend in the sport. Does he deserve a title shot? Well, he doesn't. And honestly, it probably should have been Yan versus Marais. Marais is the number one ranked guy. You could have made a case that Sterling Sandhagen's more worthy of a title fight than Yan versus someone. Like yeah. Yan hasn't beaten a top five guy yet, which is going to be interesting to see how he does. I, I, I know, I know, but I would definitely. Put oh, him. yeah. Because the way he's been winning his fights, and the Russian viewership is massive. To have another Russia champion would be like this fight, which people don't talk about. Russia and Brazil are massive markets. I know if they can get another Russian champion or another Brazil champion, that is massive. Like there is no downside for the UFC whoever wins this fight. I love this card because it's so like it's international and domestic, but it's like there's so many like foreign fighters fighting. It's going to be amazing, man. It's seriously going to be a good card. All right, let's get to the last two fights here. Uh, First one. The co-main event, Alexander Volkanovsky against Max Holloway in the rematch. <laughs> I was at the last fight too, Nicole. I've seen a lot of these guys the last couple of fights. <laughs> somehow, I've only been to a few events in the last year, but somehow I've been to like all these guys' fights. Uh, I've seen Volkanovsky fight in the last two times. It's like it's crazy because he's so dominant. He's won 18 fights in a row, but like he does it so quietly, man. Like the fights with yeah. Holloway, like he, he made it look really easy. He made it look easy. It was crazy. But um, let's talk about this. Uh, the odds first: minus two thirty-five for Volk, and then Holloway. Plus 195, who's your pick, Cole? I think we're doing it uh, still. I think Volkanovski's just – he's just on another level than Holloway. I think Holloway is the second-best featherweight in the world. I think he has a case to being the featherweight goat. I know Joe Rogan always calls him that. I think it, I think if Holloway would have beat Volkanovski, I think he would have kind of been that consensus. I think there's still a debate between him and Aldo. But Volkanovski, like, if you look at that fight, I had it 4-1. I couldn't – I could see an argument for 5 nothing. I don't think Holloway – Holloway had his hands up saying like he thought he won the first two and the last two, which I don't really know. You could have given him. I think I gave him the fifth when it was 4-1. When I talked to Volkanovski, he was saying 5-0. And that was the thing. After the fight, which Volkanovski was telling me about, he was like, I wanted the immediate rematch. Then I get back to Australia and watch it. And I'm like, does he even deserve it? Like I pitched a 5 nothing shutout. Like, do you really deserve it? He only had uh, two title or three title pens. So it's not like he was this long reigning champion. But I just think this fight, like, Volkanovski's striking is way better. He's the stronger guy. I think he wants it to go to the ground, which I think he might in this fight. I, when I was talking to him, he was really, he's feeling really disrespected. Feels like there's a chip on his shoulder that people are still saying, oh, Holloway didn't show up or Volkanovski got lucky. So I think he's going to try to go out and finish Max Holloway. And I think the plan to do that is go down to the ground, try to ground pound him. Cause I think he's the better wrestler. I think he's stronger. I, Holloway has great takedown defense. So that's going to be really interesting. But, even on the feed in the first fight, we saw Volkanovski just piece up Holloway. I think at worst case, Volkanovski wins the decision, but I honestly think he's going to finish Max Holloway here in the third or fourth round and defend his belt. Yeah, Marcus sent me a DM yesterday. He said he likes the under 4.5 rounds in this fight. I, I think it can go either way, personally, but he's, it's plus 175, so you just need to get a finish from either guy at that point. Um, yeah, you know, I thought about this fight a lot, uh, all the fights, but this fight in particular, just because, you know, when I first thought about it, I'm like, why is Holloway such a big dog? Because this is a guy who's been incredible in the UFC. I mean, he's one. He's a guy. Okay, again, future Hall of Famer, Max Holloway for sure, hundred percent. You know, it's a guy who has an amazing record in the UFC. I think it's seventeen and five. So he's got seventeen wins. He's only twenty years old. He'll get a lot more wins. It's a guy who has great wins on his resume. Like, you know, Oliveira, Pettis, Aldo twice, Ortega, Edgar. Like, so he's fought the best guys. But 
I think he has shown some vulnerabilities in the last couple of fights. Like the Poirier fight was almost too willing to get into a brawl in that fight and got he kind of got outstruck by a, a bigger guy, to be fair. But still, um, the Volkanovski fight, the, the first one, showed a lot of holes in his game in that fight, Cole. You know, I always thought he was the best striker in this division, but I think Volkanovski showed he's the best striker in this division. Not only that, but he's probably the best wrestler too. Like his wrestling and his ground and pound are ridiculous. So this guy, like you said, is on another level right now, man. 21 and 1. He's 31. He's in his prime. 18 straight wins, 10 and 0, or 8 and 0 in the UFC. Um, and every fight he's stepped up and fought bigger and better competition. And he's just been more and more impressive. So this is a interesting fight. Who knows? Because Max always a guy who could make adjustments. Uh, this is a guy who was a champion for many years. So he could make some adjustments here and pull off a decision possibly. But I think Volkanovski wins. I, I think he's probably going to outpoint Holloway in one decision. But, you know, if he wants to make a statement, man, take him down, beat him up, ground pound him. That, that's his bread and butter. So it should be a good fight either way. Um, they got some comments here. Turn up says he likes Aldo and Drogon Holloway. We'll see. I, I'll tell you right, right now, of the three title fights, I think at least one of them will see an upset. If not two or three, like who knows? It's it's potentially a very volatile card where a lot of crazy stuff happens. Uh, Adrian Kapoor says Holloway said he won the first two rounds. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm looking at the judging actually right now. Uh, one judge had it obviously 50 45. The second one gave um, Max the second and fifth round, and then Chris Lee gave him the fourth and fifth round. So at that point, he was going to lose anyways. I think I gave him the fourth and fifth. I can't remember, but it didn't matter because Holloway had, or uh, Volkanovski had won the first three cleanly where it didn't even matter what the scores were. As long as, as, long as he didn't get finished, he was going to win the fight. Uh, Kipporer says he likes Zombie, most dangerous striker, 145. Yeah, he's super dangerous, but I just feel like Yan, or um, uh, Volkanovski, man, the way he's – well, first off, I mean, knocked out Chad Mendes. That was super impressive. And then the Aldo and Holloway fights too. So, to me, this is the best guy in this division right now. All right, main event time. Oh, man, can't wait to talk about this one, Cole. This is a good fight, man. Huge fight here between Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal for the UFC Welterweight Championship. Just such a good fight. Right now we have Kamaru Usman at minus 280, Jorge Masvidal plus 240. Cole, give me your pick. Uh, I think this is a good fight for Kamaru Usman. I was actually going to pick Gilbert Burns to win if this fight was still on. I just thought Burns had all the momentum. He was, I think, on the Usman wouldn't go to the ground. On the feet, I think he's probably the better striker. I was picking Burns for the upset, but this one I have to go with Kamaru Usman. I just think Maz at all, I don't think he'll be able to keep Usman off him. I don't think Usman's going to stand like he did with Covington. I think this is going to be a fight where early and often he's going to look for the takedown, going to look for the clinch, try to gas out Maz by just holding his body weight. I think he's honestly going to finish Jorge Maz too, whether it be submission or a late fourth, fifth TKO. I know Maz doesn't get finished a lot, but he's taking this fight on short notice. He have to wonder about the cardio, the Abu Dhabi heat, that's going to gas people out. I just think eventually he's Usman's going to wear him down late finish, like fifth round TKO, just a ground pound to defend his belt. You're way more confident in Kamaru Usman than I am. I, I'm taking Jorge Maslow, guys. I think there's value on plus two four. I think he won this fight, man. He's a better striker, you know? So if he keeps the fight in the feet, he wins. According to UFC stats, his takedown defense is 78%. That's solid because if you look at how many fights he's had to base that on, that's a solid takedown defense rate. So and I know Usman's a great wrestler, and he's a great striker too. He's a great fighter. I don't think the odds are reflected in this fight, man. This fight is way closer than the odds are saying. Maybe Jorge Masvidal, man. I, I, honestly, even with the short notice, I still think he wins this fight. Um, I, I just don't understand why Usman is being so uh, everyone's so confident. I'm like you, Cole. Like, I'm just surprised. Like after what Masvidal did last year, finishing three guys, including a couple guys. He was an underdog against Askren. He was an underdog against Darren Till. 
I think he was favored over Nate, but still was close odds. Everyone picks against this guy, and I get it. His career has not been great. I picked against him like all those fights. I picked against him most of his fights. I've never saw anything special with him, but I have the last few fights. This guy is a different fighter than what's, what he once was, man. He's hungry. He wants the belt. He's fighting at the top of his game right now. Um, for sure, you know, the one week's notice, that's always, you know, something to think about, but we've seen upsets in the past happen. Well, it's sound crazy. Mazadal by decision, I just looked, is plus oh, 1,100. All that, yeah. I think that could happen too, potentially, if he just kind of outpoints Usman. He could definitely do that. But I'm kind of leaning towards Maswell by a finish. Um, again, Usman's never been knocked out, so it's not going to be easy to do. But and you know what, Cole? I know you said Usman by stopping. I don't see that happening whatsoever just because Maswell's been finished once in his career by uh, – well, twice, actually. He's got submitted too. But he's been finished once by strikes to Rodrigo Gam. But if you've seen that fight, it was a flash knockdown where the referee jumped in too soon. So it wasn't even really a knockout. He's never been knocked out. He is an iron chain guy. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited, man. And you know what? It could be a situation where the line is just tempting me too much on taking a shot on a guy that, you know, because I feel like the odds are closer. But I genuinely think he can win this fight. I think he can knock Usman out. It's going to be great, man. I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, if Usman wins, I can't be surprised by it. I mean, Usman's great. It's, it's very hard to bet against Usman. I'm only doing it because the odds are so good in Maswell's favor. Turn it up, MMA likes Maswell, plus 265. Those are good odds, man. Turn up MMA, or sorry, uh, Gabriel. Yeah, I know. He says Kiesa was KO'd Maswell. I had Kiesa in that one. I thought he won the fight, and then he ends up getting submitted after. It was a weird fight. It was almost like a backwards fight. Gabe says Burns or Maswell has no chance of being Usman. We'll see, man. We'll see. And I'm surprised, Gabe, because I know you love taking dogs, so I thought that you would you know, be on Maswell here. It's going to be an interesting fight. You're going to see a lot of people going back and forth. I saw Nick uh, Kalikas. He posted the betting odds update. I don't know if you saw that, Cole. Most bets are coming in on Maswell, but the heavier bets are coming in on Usman. So that's why the line is kind of. Do you think the line? What do you think the line closes at? I think you're going to see a lot of public money on Maswell. Hundred percent, man. You're gonna, every casual better is going to bet on Maswell, which scares me because you know I don't want to be like. I think if you like Maswell, I think you have to bet now. If you like Usman, I think you wait till Friday, Saturday, because I think a lot of the public, like the casuals, on Thursday, Friday, they're going to see Maswell. And they'd be like, oh, I'll throw 20 bucks on him. Oh, I'll throw 100 bucks on him. Yeah. And I think eventually you're yeah. going to see this line like minus 220, minus 225. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Cole, like in the volume of, volume of small bets. But it's really the big bets that are going to move it. Like you're going to see guys – this fight will get the six-figure action in Vegas for sure. Oh. You're going to see guys betting a couple hundred grand probably uh, on either guy probably. So – it's interesting, Cole. I mean, again, the odds might be tempting you guys, and maybe I'm making a bad decision here, but I just think at plus 240, you got to take a shot on Maslow here. And like I said, uh, it, it's 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 hard to fade against Fade Usman, but he's he's great, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Gabe says Usman's a monster. I know that. I know. He's won 15 straight fights, 11 straight in the UFC. It's hard to bet against him, but I feel like even in the Covington fight, he did show some holes in his feet. I think Maslow can piece him up a little bit on the feet. Adrian Kapoor says, Usman doesn't fight with the Eagles, so he'll stand with Hori wrestling decision. Yeah, that's going to be his game plan, I think, to take Maswell down and hold him against the fence and stuff. But again, Maswell has really good takedown defense, almost 80% against like really good competition. So, yeah. Uh, Gabe says he likes Aldo and he likes Usman and Volkanovski. The only one we all agree on is Volkanovski. Marcus says, uh, what's the projected temperature for 250? Uh, I just looked it up. So they're fighting Sunday, July 12th at nighttime, and it says Sunday, July 12th night is 35 degrees. 
What time are they fighting? Like six in the morning or something? Yeah, like four a.m. Or maybe that would be considered Saturday night. So Saturday night's thirty-four. So thirty-four, yeah, yeah. thirty-five degrees. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. It's so crazy. That, that's still hot, and then the humidity there makes it feel a lot hotter. He says the course to keep going back fights for sure, and I think probably some fights will end sooner than they would normally. Like there was an event in Brazil, like a few, probably like five or six years ago now, maybe longer. Um, and uh, actually, one of my friends, Steve Jeffries, a Toronto-based journalist, he was actually at that fight pool. Uh, but he was telling me how, like, the AC broke there or something like that. I, 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 oh, it was Shogun versus Dan Anderson to that card in Brazil. And, like, there was a ton of finishes that night, a lot of upsets, just because everyone was getting really tired and just hot, you know? So it's going to be nuts. Um, I saw some pictures, obviously, some journalists posted. So it looks really crazy there. Um, Cole, let's kind of get through the news quickly here. I, I, obviously, you know, we're getting to the hour here. Um, Pedro Munoz tested positive for COVID-19. So he's out of the fight with Frank Yeager. And they're looking for a replacement, it seems like. Uh, apparently, Mrab Devalshvili was going to take on Edgar. That's what the rumor is. And uh, Aldrin Sterling says that Edgar turned the fight down. We saw Jimmy Rivera put his name out there, Marlon Rivera, a couple other guys. Who do you think ends up getting this fight? Do you think Edgar even stays on the card? I think it's going to be interesting. Edgar tweeted yesterday, last night saying, like, once Pedro's ready, will fight. So maybe he wants to wait for Pedro Munoz. If he wants to fight, I think the only logical option is Ricky Simone. He's already in Abu Dhabi. He's already been tested. He's already gone through the quarantine, all that in Abu Dhabi. So you don't have to fly anyone out there. He's cornering Paige Van Zandt, so he could easily just stay an extra two or three days. He has all his equipment with him because he's sparring and training Van Zandt. Right. So I think that if Edgar fights, I think it's going to be Ricky Simone. I wouldn't be surprised if Edgar doesn't fight and wait for Pedro Munoz because it seems like he really wanted this fight. Yeah. I hope he stays in the card, Frankie. He needs to fight soon, so we'll see what happens. But... I'm thinking that Ricky Simone fight makes sense. But again, you know, Jimmy Rivera would be a really good fight too. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Or even Marlon Vera. That's a good fight too. Uh, Marlon Marais is another guy. Again, we mentioned him earlier, but he called out Kobe Garbrandt and Dominic Cruz now. Uh, do you think he ends up getting one of these fights? Uh, I think the guy could potentially, he should wait until Saturday to see what happens with the title fight because who knows what's going to happen. But uh, with Sterling probably getting the next title shot, he probably should take a fight in the meantime. So what do you think about these matchups? I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sterling obviously fight Ian Aldo. And on the same card you do, or just before you do, Marais Garbrandt, winner gets a title shot. The UFC has a lot of, they put a lot of stock into Cody Garbrandt. I think they really want him to be at the top again. He's a marketable guy. He can headline shows. So I think they're going to try to push Garbrandt again. I think they want Garbrandt to get another title shot. So I think him versus Marais, number one contender fight. I think that's probably what's going to happen. You're going to see it probably later on this like fall, November-ish around then. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's a great fight too. It's kind of crazy how Cody's so far up with the rankings. I think he's number four, so he's past uh, Pedro Munoz, who's like eight, even though he knocked him out last year. Kind of crazy how that happened after, after one win over Sunso. Uh, was this some news that you had. Uh, Israel Adesanya reportedly turned down Paul Costa, according to uh, who was it? His coach, uh, manager Walid Ismail. Sorry, yeah, it was Walid. Yeah, you could talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was just sitting here doing some work. Got a call from Walid. I'm like. What's he calling for? Normally, when he calls, it's for something. And he goes, because uh, they were talking, we were talking about uh, Diaz and Figueredo. And then he's like, uh, Sonny called me and he's like, I want I want to tell you something. I'm like, why? He goes, uh, you know, because uh, I guess he just watched Eugene Berryman's interview with Brad Okamoto where he said uh, he hasn't got a contract offer for Adesani. And he goes, that's so false. I can show you pictures about agreements we got. He said it was like May 7th or 9th. They got a f- offer to headline UFC 251. Adesanya said he didn't have enough time, turned it down. 
And then when Stipe Cormier was kind of in flux, if it was going to happen when they were having a tough time negotiating, they offered that fight to headline. He turned it down. And then it was the co-main event to have two title fights on that card. It got turned down again. So now Waleed saying it's going to be most likely October, but September there's a chance if Habib doesn't fight because his dad passed away and that cage fight gets delayed. So what, about, uh, what about Tough, though? Did he talk about Tough? Yeah, he said he's been pushing for it. He doesn't even know if it's going to come back at all. He said it might just be some talk. Yeah, it could be Dana talking. He does that a lot. That's a comments here. Adrian Kapoor. Dustin said that he was a problem for, different, for each fighter. I mean, he says that he also got finished in the third round, so I think he got tired a little bit. That was a good fight, too. Massimo, Massimo, what's going on, man? Stop. Yo, Sanchez versus Perry. We fight. I think we talked about that fight. For the too. battle of one cornermans. I know, right? Oh, Who's man. the better corner? Josh Fabio or Tori Gonzalez? <laughs> oh, Fabio is nuts. Um, turn up in May. Munoz, Edgar, who you got? Again, it's not happening, so he thinks Edgar got KO'd. Yeah, I would have picked Pedro Munoz, I think, probably. I, I, I don't really know what the line was. I completely forgot about that. It was Actually, it might still be there, but the fight's obviously off the board now. Yeah, it's, they took the line down, so... That's okay. Um, let's get to a few fights here, Cole. A few things to talk about uh, quickly, anyways. Uh, well, the women's division here. Claudia Gadeo against Yan Joe Nan. Uh, surprised that Gadeo is not getting that. It's far as a rematch. She was booked against Marina Rod- uh, Rodriguez. Any thoughts on those two fights? I like the fight for Marina Rodriguez. I'm real high on mm-hmm. Marina Rodriguez. Like, yeah. just look at Teach Torres. She only loses to champions or former champ or. Uh, like champions or people are going to be future title challengers and Marina Rodriguez beat her. So I think I'm, I'm really high on her. Claudia Gadelia, I think it's an interesting fight. I'm surprised she's going down again. She just beat Angela Hill and then she's, she called that as far as a rematch, as far as I wanted. I don't know why they didn't book it. It made a ton of sense. So I I don't know. I would have booked that fight though. Yeah. Uh, I think I would have rather did Gadelia versus Persia, but honestly, it's almost the UFC giving these women, um, the, the uh, Yan Jinzon and Rodriguez, a chance to beat a veteran and get things. That's what it is. Like they're essentially using Asparza and Gadea gatekeepers at this point, um, which I guess is you know kind of where they are at this point. But they're still really good fighters. They can win fights, so it's hard to bet against them. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Roxanne Mountafair against Andrea Lee, two fighters that just lost to Lauren Murphy. Thoughts on that one? And Lee, I think, will probably be favored in that fight. Yeah, it's a rematch too because they fought in That's right, yeah. Invicta. Yeah. That's in- if they can hear me. Okay. Hey, can you hear me? You're back, yeah. You're back. Okay, sorry. It's gonna be a stand up fight. It's I'd probably favor Lee slightly. I think she's gonna be a slight favorite, like probably minus one forty, minus one fifty. Yeah. But interesting fight, Mod Ferry, she can use her wrestling. She could really take Lee down and just kinda hold her there, get a win that way. But Lee could point fight her. It's gonna be an interesting fight for sure. And both girls need to get that win. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was a rematch from Invicta. I remember that fight. Uh, Lee was a massive favorite in that fight, and Monteferi pulled off the upset. One of many she's pulled off during her career. A couple of fights here. What about this one, Cole? Jonathan Martinez against Frankie Sainz at 135, as well as Chris Gutierrez versus Luke Sanders at 135. Yeah, interesting fights. Like, I, I really like both these fights. I'm, Chris Gutierrez is really impressed in his last fight. Frankie Sainz, when he fights, it's pretty fun. Jonathan Martinez, he's looked okay in the UFC. He got... His last fight was the was it the one against Andre Gould where a lot of people thought he won? Yeah, so it, it's definitely an interesting one for him. He kind of needs to win this one. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, Luke Sanders. Luke Sanders has that win over Henry now, but he hasn't fought in a while. So it, interesting to see uh, oh, those two ones. I, I'm excited for the Gutierrez-Sanders fight more, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Again, good fights. I, I like there's a couple other fights quickly to talk about, like very briefly. Uh, Malcolm Gordon, he's a guy from uh, yep. Toronto. He's going to be taking on Alexander Doskolchuk. I don't know much about him, but uh, interesting fight. Gordon going to Fight Island. Nice to see a guy that's a local guy. The guy trains close to where I live, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, Modestus uh, Bukalkis against Andre Mikolaitis. He is one of only two Greek board fighters in the UFC after Anthony Christogoulou. I am half Greek, so it's really cool to see a Greek fighter in the UFC. Uh, Ramazan Amiv taking on Nicholas Stoltze. This should be an interesting fight. Amiv's a pretty good fighter. And then the last one here, I put on the list, Cole, but at this point we have no idea. It's probably not going to happen because Combatio uh, uh, reported Khalil Roundtree versus Greg Hardy was going to take place at UFC 242, but Khalil Roundtree posted like a five-minute video where he just basically – like went after Kabachi's reporter Ralph Mariano, who I talked about like last week. I was hyping him up as like the best reporter in the game. He jumped the gun, man. I mean, honestly, he did. Because Khalil, if you if you watch the video, Khalil basically said the guy called me and I told him like I came and get out of Thailand right now. I have no idea. Like, yes, I've been offered the fight, but they reported it, I think as like a done deal, or at least the contracts were being negotiated. But at that point, like if the guy tells you, hey, I don't even know if I could fight. Like, if I'm not even allowed to leave the country, so it's not. Like, I feel like they kind of rushed the gun. And uh, Kabachi's great. They do an amazing job. They bring a lot of news. I think they should have took this one in the chin and said, you know what? We screwed up on this one. Because I saw them kind of like defending themselves here. It happens. Well, I mean, this is a completely different discussion. And again, all the respect in the world can match you. And they are great. I just feel like, you know, even the best guys, it shows that even the best guys can make mistakes. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Like you would see, and especially with way everything going on, just all this code stuff, like you're going to see a lot of fights announced and then not happen just because of people travel. They can't get there, just whatnot. So. A yeah. lot of these fights you got to take with like a grain of salt of they might not happen. I agree. Okay, let's get to the last couple of comments and we'll get out of here. Adrian Kapoor, hey Cole, anywhere on Figueroa's way good? How confident are you? Go ahead. Uh, well, you're saying good. Last time he sent me a video when they were in Norfolk and him working out, and I was like, I don't think he's looking that good. And I thought there was a chance he might miss, but I thought he was going to get it. This one, uh, he was saying he's a lot lighter. He said there's no way. The base of the UFC basically said like, if you don't miss, like, if you miss weight, like, you're not getting a title shot. You're going up to ban weight, like, all this stuff. So there's a lot of pressure on him to make weight. They have the back fighter in Alexander Patoja, which makes sense. They should, they should honestly have a back fight for every title fight, especially during these days where you don't know if the fight's going to be off. I think he's going to make weight, but if he doesn't, he's not fighting on July 18th. It's going to be Benavidez, uh, Pantoja, if Pantoja makes 125. Yeah, well, again, we'll hopefully he makes weight, but, yeah, Pantoja's going to be the backup guy. A um, couple other comments. We'll get out of here. Um, Turn up says no doubt Rodriguez gets it done. She's probably to, yeah. She'll probably be favored. Actually, she may not even be, be that big of a favorite because Asparta will get some respect. Adrian says Lee beat Murphy it was a robbery. No need to score for Murphy. Yeah, it was pretty competitive, but a lot of people thought Lee won the fight. And Marcus says, who would you book Leo Edwards next against Colby Covington and Gilbert Burns to fight next? Okay, well Gilbert, like I said earlier, can't book him right now because uh, he's probably COVID nineteen. So. Hopefully he tests negative soon, but right now you can't even consider booking against anyone. As far as Leon Edwards go, I like that Covington fight a lot, actually. I think it makes sense, you know. But also Stephen Thompson could make sense, too. At this point, he has to just take a fight. He could still even fight Woodley again. Like, they could just rebook that fight. But, yeah, yeah we'll see what happens with this division. I, I, do bad for, uh, I feel bad for Leon Edwards, though, man, because he lost that fight with uh, Woodley and then Burns kind of stole his thunder. What were you going to say, Cole? I think you got to wait till after this Saturday. If Masvidal wins, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Covington Masvidal for the belt. Yeah. I think if Usman wins, I think he's going to want Gilbert Burns to get the title shot just because they're friends. They're from the same manager. So I think they're going to, UFC's going to rebook that if Usman wins. Leon Edwards, I think like a fight against Steven Thompson makes a lot of sense. It's going to be a striking matchup. Is Edwards that good of a striker? You got to pass the Thompson test. So I think he's 
he really I think he's a win away from a title shot. He's a guy that got screwed by all this COVID thing because Gil he could have been Gilbert Burns if he went out there in London and beat Tyler Woodley, which I was picking Edward to win that fight. So he's gonna need another win now. Yeah, I was picking him too to win that fight. And he's great. Eight straight wins, he's an amazing fighter, but yeah, he's gonna have to take another fight, I think. Marcus has a good show, and then Adrian's had a nice kind word for you here, Cole. Thanks, Cole. You're super underrated. There you go. All right, let's go. No tend the show on Cole. Plug all your stuff, man. I just saw you posted your new uh, podcast, so go ahead, Cole. Plug your stuff. Yeah, it's on BG Pen, Just Scrap Radio. It's video interview. So th- this week we had uh, Featherweight Chip Alex Volkanovsky. gave me like 20, 25 minutes of his time to yeah. talk about Mac- the rematch Max Holloway, State of Featherweight Division. And then Volkan Uzdemir came on, talked about his fight against Yerp Jaka. What do you think if Jones is going to fight again? And then the final one is Frankie Edgar. He previewed the Munoz fight a bit, but a lot of it was we decided to still run with it just because a lot of it is why he's going to Bantamweight, uh, who he wants to fight at Bantamweight, what winning the Bantamweight title does for his legacy and all that, like how long he keeps, wants to keep on fighting. So there's some questions that are kind of relevant now, but a lot of it is just about why he's dropping to Bantamweight, the zombie fight, like if he wants Sandhagen. Mm-hmm. Other than that, so there's going to be interviews with Volkanovsky, Uzdemir up this week. Uh, Peter Yan, I spoke to that article's already up on Beach Pen. Then fighter picks for the three title fights in Nami and Drage. A busy week. Yeah, you're grinding, Cole. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, you guys can obviously follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin. Always there to take your questions and you know comments about MMA. Uh, you guys can follow my work at MMAosberger.com. I'll have actually the opening odds are already up, so definitely take a look at that. And then I got breakdowns for the three title fights. But of course, if you listen to this podcast today, you already know who I'm picking. But if you want to read some uh, reading contents there, BJPen.com, always the news and the MA ranks on that. Just posted an article on Corey Mazadal and Kamar Usman and why they both saved the card at UFC 251 by agreeing to this amazing title fight. Guys, it's going to be a fun week. There's going to be some crazy stuff that happens. There's going to be some nuts news. I, I know that some guys are going to get sick. It's going to be crazy. So definitely stay posted. I think I'll do my next podcast Friday at 10 again. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring a guest on or not, but we'll see. I mean, I have some ideas as far as potential guests go, so we'll see what happens there. And then, uh, yeah, so I'll be back Friday, and then we'll talk about uh, the weekend. But, yeah, until then, have a great week, guys. And then the last comment here from Adrian. You're cool too, Adam. (laughs) Thanks for the show. Yeah, no worries, man. It's all good. It's nice to see Cole get some love to you. Guys, thanks again for uh, joining us today, Cole. I really appreciate you joining me as well as always, man. Have a great week, guys, and I'll see you probably Friday. Bye.